hoping to find some ammunition, hoping to find some, you know, if you're preaching, you know what I'm talking about. You go hear other men preach, and God just drops something in your heart. It may not have anything to do with their preaching. It certainly not, amen, that you try to copy another man's message. But sometimes God speaks to ministers through other ministers, and he'll drop a little seed in their heart when they hear somebody else preaching. I went to camp meeting this week and heard a couple of tremendous messages. But God, God didn't drop anything in my heart. Amen. From either one of those messages, praise God, that I heard at camp meeting. So I came up yesterday, got in my office, started beginning to pray and seek the Lord for this service today because it became obvious that Brother Prather was not going to be able to come by. So I said, well, Lord, you got you to gotta speak to me. I went and sat down in my office, and immediately when I sat down in that chair, amen, God dealt with me, amen, about the subject that we're going to talk about this morning. And uh, I'll do my best to get through this as quickly as we can. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'll read the first verse and be kind and let you be seated, but I'm going to keep right on reading. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. You can be seated. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all of my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Charity suffereth long, is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly. It is not childish for us to come to the understanding that today in our world, we are seeing through a glass darkly. But then face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, and charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. Hallelujah. Amen. I couldn't think of a title of the message this morning, so I didn't, I didn't put a title up there. I told the sis, amen, if at some point in the message she can come up with a decent title for my message here today, amen, don't hesitate to throw it up on the screen. Praise God. But, amen, I want to say something about 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Amen. They are a few chapters. There are a few chapters in the New Testament, amen, that I feel, amen, are equals, amen, to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Understand what I'm saying? Amen. They are other chapters, amen, just as important, amen, as 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But they are a few chapters in the New Testament, amen, that are equal to, amen, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I say that, amen, because of the last statement that Paul makes in, amen, uh, chapter 13. Praise God. Verse 13 of chapter 13 says, the latter part of that verse of Scripture says, but the greatest of these is charity. Hallelujah. Amen. This chapter deals with, amen, one of the greatest assets, amen, that you and I can ever have in our lives, amen, and it is referring to charity. Somebody say that with me. 
charity. Hallelujah. The greatest of these is charity. Hallelujah. Being able to love people, amen, with a Christ-like love is the greatest asset. Amen. For any individual, praise God. Every individual today in the house of God trying to live for God, amen, needs the asset of charity, amen, so that they can love people, amen, the way that God loves people. Hallelujah. Amen. It is the greatest asset that we can have as individuals. It's the greatest asset that we can have as a group of believers. It is the greatest asset we can have as a church family. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen charity this morning hallelujah Romans chapter 5 and verse 5 says amen and hope maketh not ashamed hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts Amen, by the Holy Ghost, amen, which is given unto us. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, hallelujah. We've got to get to the place, amen, that we love God, that we love people, amen, with the kind of love that God wants us to love people with. Hallelujah. Amen. And there's only one way to have that kind of love. There's only way, there's only one way to share that kind of love. Amen. And that is, amen, through the power of the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. Amen. Because it's the Holy Ghost that makes it possible, amen, for us to love people through a Christ-like love. Hallelujah. Agape love. Agape love. And I know this is all familiar to all of you, and you've studied and thought it and thought about it and prayed about it. Amen. You know it by heart, but I'm going to share it with you one more time today. Agape love is not a romantic love. It's not romance. It's not that kind of love. Amen. Agape love is not brotherly love. Even brotherly love within the church. We love each other. Amen. In the house of God. We love each other as brothers and sisters. Amen. In Christ. But it's not even that kind of love. Hallelujah. Amen. It is not a love. Amen. That is generated by the flesh. Amen. But rather it is God's immeasurable, incomparable love. Amen. For mankind. Hallelujah. It is a sacrificial love. Amen. That suffers inconveniency and discomfort and even at times death, amen, for the benefit, amen, of another, amen, without expecting anything in return. It's easy to scratch somebody's back, amen, if you know they're going to scratch your back in return. It's easy to help folks, amen, that you know is going to help you when you get down and out. Hallelujah. Or you have a need yourself. Amen. That that reciprocal kind of love, amen, that we share with people sometimes. Hallelujah. Hey, look, amen, come over to my house and eat dinner, amen, Tuesday evening. And hey, amen, we'll come over to your house and eat dinner, amen, on Thursday evening. Hallelujah. Amen. It's easy to love folks. Hallelujah. Amen. That loves us and that wants us spend time with us, amen, and that we can kind of have that reciprocal kind of love that just goes around and around and around and around. But agape love is not that kind of love either. Amen. It's a sacrificial love that suffers inconvenience, discomfort, and even death for the benefit of another without expecting anything in return. Hallelujah. Now, when we were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, God put Amen. That kind of love in our hearts. Yeah, he did. Hallelujah. And we may have to learn how to use it. We may learn may have to learn how to apply it. Amen. To our lives and to those that we love and to those that we don't even know today. Hallelujah. That God, amen, may call upon us, amen, to show them love tomorrow. Hallelujah. Amen. God put love in our heart, amen, through, amen, the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. When we consider what Paul is saying in chapter 13, and we see it through the prism, amen, of what we are dealing with in 2019, amen, I have to conclude, amen, that the Apostle Paul was not speaking, amen, simply through human wisdom. Amen. Paul was not speaking in chapter 13. Amen. Simply through human wisdom. Amen. But he was in reality. Amen. Speaking by the Holy Ghost. 
Hallelujah. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and verse 21 says this. Know this first, amen, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. Amen. For the prophecy came not in old time. Hallelujah. Amen. By the will of man. Amen. The word of God that we hold in our hands today. Amen. Was not given to us. Amen. By or through the will of man. Amen. The word of God that we hold in our laps today. Amen. Are not just mere words written by men with wisdom. <laughs> Amen. For the prophecy came not in old time by, by the will of man. But by holy men of God, amen, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost, amen, so the word of God was written, amen, as holy men of God were moved, amen, by the Holy Ghost to write down and pin down, amen, the words that we hold before us today, hallelujah, amen, and if it was that way in the, in the, in the Old Testament, amen, it was that way in the New Testament, and when Paul sat down and penned 1 Corinthians chapter 13, amen, it was through the power of the Holy Ghost that he penned those words, hallelujah. Amen. Why do you say that, Brother Morrell? Because the Apostle Paul, amen, could not have known what we would face today. Amen. In our day, not in its entirety. Hallelujah. Amen. But God knew what we would face. God knew what we would have to deal with today. Hallelujah. And God spoke, amen, to Paul to write, not just to the early Corinthian church. I know this letter is addressed Amen to the Corinthian church there. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, amen. One of the early churches that was started by the Apostle Paul. Amen. After the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. But this letter was not God's intentions were. Amen. That this letter would reach the Corinthian church and help the Corinthian church. Amen. But that letter would impact every church. Amen. Since it was written. Hallelujah. Even in our day in 2019. That letter was written to us, Higher Praise Tabernacle in particular. Listen, we got to personalize the Word of God. This letter wasn't written to the church up the road, down the road, over the word road. Amen. This letter was written to me. This letter was written to you. This letter was written to us. Hallelujah. And until we see the Word of God written that way, amen, we will never be able to apply it the way that God wants us to apply it. Hallelujah. Amen. To the casual Bible reader, hallelujah, amen, those that just casually pick up their Bible and read it, amen, they could read verses 1 and 2 of chapter 13 and misinterpret, amen, what Paul is saying here, hallelujah. He said, though I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not charity, I'm becoming sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. The casual, amen, Bible reader could read that verse of Scripture and think, hey, amen, the Apostle Paul certainly thinks highly of himself. Hallelujah. Was the Apostle Paul actually saying, amen, that he could speak, amen, with tongues of men and angels? And was he actually boasting that he had the gift of prophecy and that he understood all mysteries and, and, and he had all knowledge and, amen, that he had faith, hallelujah, amen, by which he could move mountains? Amen. Was that a claim that the Apostle Paul was making of himself? Hallelujah. If Paul was boasting in himself, amen, these words would have never made it to the pages of the Word of God. I want to show you the true nature of the Apostle Paul. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 through 14. And I know it's a little bit of reading, but hey, amen, we need to stop and read the Word of God. Hallelujah. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Amen. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him. 
and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after. Amen. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended for Christ Jesus. Amen. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, reaching Amen. Or forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Hallelujah. Amen. So what is the Apostle Paul saying here? I press, amen, toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I contend with you this morning that the Apostle Paul, amen, was not boasting in himself. In fact, I'm going to prove it in a minute. Hallelujah, most of you already know it. Amen, but if you're here and you don't know it, I'm going to prove it to you in a minute. Paul was not boasting in himself. Amen, Paul was not some self-righteous guy. Hallelujah. Amen, that were laying claim to all of those things that he mentioned. Amen, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Hallelujah. Amen, these verses of Scripture in Philippians chapter 3 show us the true nature of the Apostle Paul. Amen, he was a man, amen, that knew that righteousness could only be obtained, amen, through through faith in Christ Jesus. He was not a self-righteous man. He confesses in Philippians, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Amen. But I will follow after that. Or I will pursue that perfection. I will better myself. Amen. I will increase in God. Hallelujah. I will follow after that. Amen. I, I will need to forget. Amen. For me to do that, I'll need to forget those things that are behind me and keep reaching forth unto those things that are before me. Hallelujah. Paul, Paul said, I must keep pressing. Amen. Toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So here we see the humility of the man, Paul. Confessing to us that he was not perfect. Confessing that there were things in God that he was going to have to press on to be able to obtain. Amen. Letting us know that he, amen, hallelujah, that there is a higher calling in God. Huh? Paul saw that higher calling in God. Amen. And he was willing to press toward, amen, obtaining that higher calling in God. Amen. If there's a higher calling in God for us, just like there were for Paul, then there is a greater love of God for all of us. Amen. Also, hallelujah. Greater love. Somebody say greater love. Amen. A greater calling, a higher calling, a greater love, a higher love, a higher type of love. Hallelujah. Amen. When Paul says, I count not myself to have apprehended, amen, the word I there is a personal pronoun. Now, I'm not an English teacher, and I, I, you know, and all this kind of stuff, but I did do a little bit of research. Amen. The word I is a personal pronoun, and I believe, amen, that it is also a singular personal pronoun. If I'm right, I could be wrong. Amen. But it is a pronoun that replaces the name of the subject in the sentence. Hallelujah. Amen. So in Philippians, the Apostle Paul is, amen, referring to himself. When he said, I'm not perfect, amen, but I'm still chasing after that. I'm still reaching for that. He was referring to himself there. We know that, amen, because in verse 5, amen, he confirms that to us. This chapter, amen, is Paul's testimony, hallelujah, amen. He said, circumcise the eighth day, verse 5 of Amen. Philippians there. Circumcise the eighth day. Of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a, a, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee. It was Paul's personal, amen, testimony of who he was, amen, and what he was all about this morning. Hallelujah. So, amen, the eyes, amen, that we find there, amen, in those verses of Scripture, personal pronouns, amen, where Paul was referring to himself. Hallelujah, but 1 Corinthians chapter 13, hallelujah, 
He said, I speak with tongues of angels. I am becoming of sounding brass or tinkling cymbal, although I have the gift of prophecy. And though I have all faith, and that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I have nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. To the casual reader, it might you might think Paul is saying, hey, I can do all these things. But the first word of that chapter changes the whole scenario. The word though. The word though that starts the chapter off is a Greek word, ihan. E-H-A-N, Ehan, or something close to that, and it means if, if. So you put the word if in there, Paul is saying, if I speak with tongues of men and angels and have not charity, if, or I am becoming a, a sounding brass or a tinkling symbol, and if I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, Thank you, brother. You are so kind. If, Paul is saying, if I could do all these things, if I could lay claims to all this stuff, and I had not charity, it would profit me nothing. Hallelujah. The word if changes it. Hallelujah. If I could lay claim to all of these things and have not charity, I would be nothing. I would be nothing. Hallelujah. If I understood all the mysteries of God, if I could prophesy to every man, woman, boy, and girl that came through the door, hallelujah, and read them like a book, amen. If I could, amen, if I had all the faith that I needed the way I could move a mountain, hallelujah, if I could do all that stuff and had not charity, I would be nothing. We live in a generation today, amen, that I would like to address as the gifted generation. Hallelujah. Amen. Daniel describes our generation in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 4 as this. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Amen. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. Amen. I think we have lived to see the generation to where knowledge has certainly increased with leaps and bounds. Amen. Knowledge in these last days has increased. Hallelujah. Amen. He said seal it up until the time of the end. Well, that's exactly where we are today. Amen. We are in the end time. Praise God. He said in the end time there are going to be many people running to and fro and knowledge shall be Increased, Hallelujah. Amen. World knowledge today, amen, has advanced so much that I don't even try to keep up, amen, with my own generation, much less, amen, these latter generations, hallelujah, that are coming along. Praise God. Amen. Today, hallelujah, amen, today, we've got four and five-year-olds, amen, sitting down at a piano and playing Beethoven and Mozart, amen, and shocking the whole world with their abilities. Now, can you imagine a five-year-old sitting down at a piano and playing Beethoven or Mozart? I can't even imagine that. Hallelujah. I'm 62 years old, and I can't play Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Or whatever. She'll be coming around. Maybe I need to get tall for that one. I can't play nothing. But four- and five- and six-year-olds are shocking the world today. With their ability. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I don't have any explanation for it except, amen, that knowledge is coming to children a whole lot younger today than they did in my day. Praise God. Hallelujah. I came, the, the day that I came up, there was no kindergarten. Nobody went to kindergarten when I, you know, hey man, you, you, you didn't go to kindergarten. You went to first grade. You went to first grade. They taught you how to say your ABCs and how to count to ten. 
They got to know all that stuff now. They got to be so far advanced now. Amen. Before they can even go into first grade now. We had to go into first grade and learn how to read and write. Amen. And do arithmetic. Hallelujah. Amen. But today it's all changed. Hallelujah. Knowledge has increased. We got four-year-olds playing Beethoven on the piano. Hallelujah. We got grammar school kids today that are called, amen, into spelling bees in there. Amen. They're, they're getting up there and they're spelling words as long as this pulpit is. Spelling words in these spelling bees. I can't even pronounce. I have no clue what the word means. But they're going to these spelling bees and they're giving these kids these words and they're rattling them off, spelling them like, amen, there ain't nothing to it. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, I have a hard time spelling my own name sometimes. Amen. Much less the words that these kids are, amen, spelling in these spelling bees today. Our vocabulary just keeps changing. And I simply can't keep up with it. Words are changing. All these abbreviated words today in this modern day of technology. Hallelujah. I don't know what half of the stuff people are saying. Amen. When they're saying stuff to me sometimes. Hallelujah. When they abbreviate this word and throw a few, uh, you know, a letter in here and a letter in there. And then they're texting. And amen. They got this texting. Uh, amen. Uh, means of communication today. And sometimes I get a little text and they don't spell out the whole word. And I don't have a clue what they're talking about. But today... Nobody else has a problem with that except me. Hallelujah. So the world is definitely increasing in knowledge. Amen. Technology is simply mind-blowing today. Amen. It's like this generation is mentally gifted. Amen. To be able to process all of the changes that are taking place today. It's like kids are born today with a technology chip in them. Amen, that they can do more at three or four years old than I can do at 62 years old. Hallelujah. Why? Because knowledge is on the increase. Hallelujah. The world that we live in today is not the world that I grew up in as a child. Hallelujah. Amen. But what this generation needs to hear this morning is that, amen, there is no gift. Amen. No gift is worth boasting in. Amen. If it does not include, amen, the love of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You can boast in whatever you want to boast in. Amen. But ain't nothing worth boasting in, in if it don't include the love of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This gifted generation. Amen. Let me tell you what hell is going to be full of. Hell is going to be full of gifted people. Hell is going to be full of intelligent, educated, smart people. Hallelujah. Amen. When we get so smart, amen, that we can't humble ourselves, amen, under the mighty hand of a mighty God today. Hallelujah. We're too smart for our own good, and I'm afraid that's what's happening around us today. There are people, amen, that have educated themselves out of church. Yeah, they have. They've educated themselves out of church. Hell is going to be full of gifted people. Amen, a gift alone, a gift alone, even though it is a gift that God may have given you. Amen, a gift alone, amen, will not get you or me to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen, even if we've got a gift, amen, to boast in today. Hallelujah, that gift alone is not going to get us to heaven. Hallelujah. Prophecy is not going to get you into heaven. Verse 8 says prophecies are going to fail. Tongues are going to cease. Huh? Knowledge is going to vanish away. Hallelujah. Prophecies will fail us. Tongues will cease. Knowledge will vanish away. But the Bible says that charity never. Verse 8. First three words. Charity never Faileth. I want us to say that this morning. Charity never fails. Your wife may fail you. Your husband may fail you. Your kids, your family, your pastor, your preacher, your whoever may fail you. Amen. Hallelujah. But charity never fails. Hallelujah. Somebody went back ten generations. Amen. Back to the 1800s, the late 1800s, and they gave a name to each generation, amen, what they called a generation, hallelujah, that described that period of time, 
amen, uh, for the past ten generations. Hallelujah. The first generation started in 1890, and I'm not going to go through the dates because somehow they've listed these generations, and the dates of these generations overlap one another, and I, I don't really understand how generations can overlap one another with different names. Amen. But nevertheless, that's what they've done here. I'm just going to give you, amen, starting in 1890. In 1890, they went back and they've listed a generation known as the lost generation. The next generation is the inner the interbellum generation. Amen. The next generation, which we hear a lot about today, is the greatest generation. Hallelujah. Amen. And then it goes to the silent generation. Amen. The generation where I was born, the baby boomer generation. Then it goes to Generation X, and then the Generation Y, and then the millennial generation, and then the Generation Z. Hallelujah. We just came out of Generation Z. Amen. And now, hallelujah, I guess, amen, they figured, hey, we done went through the whole alphabet here. Amen. We're all the way down to Generation Z. What are we going to do now? Well, they started all over again. All, the, all of the babies that have been born in the last six years are going to be a part of Generation Alpha. Alpha Generation. That's the generation that's being born today. If you're six years old or your kids are six years old or under, they're going to be deemed the Alpha Generation. Praise God. If the generation born today is truly going to be an Alpha Generation, then somebody's got to tell them, Somebody's got to tell them, somebody's got to teach them, amen, that all of their gifts and all of their knowledge and all of their inventions and all of their education and all of those things that seem so important today, amen, will not benefit them at all unless they go back to the new beginning, amen, unless they go back to the Word of God where it all started, amen, they got to go back to the book, back to the Word, study the Word of God, amen, and let the God of new beginnings amen, start a work in them, amen, to where they will be able to discover, amen, the love of God, the greatest thing that they could possess today. The greatest thing any generation could possess is the love of God, the alpha love of God. Hallelujah. I'm glad, I'm kind of glad this generation, this newest generation is going to be the alpha generation. Praise God. Maybe things will start getting turned around. You know, God's going to do something in these last days. I'm not saying it is going to get turned around. I know the world's going to wax worse and worse and worse. But I also know that the Bible says God's going to do a quick work in the last days. And I believe those that we're praying for, fasting for, seeking God for, amen, praying for their deliverance and their salvation, I believe, amen, hallelujah, if it's possible for God to save him, he will save them. He will heal them. He will help them in these last days. Hallelujah. Amen. But if they're going to be saved, it's the love of God that's going to save them. Hallelujah. It's the love of God that's going to deliver them. It's the love of God that's going to set, amen, this alpha generation apart from the rest of the generations. Hallelujah. It's the love of God that's going to give them the ability to love people the way that God loves people. Oh, we're going to be here just a little bit longer here this morning. Hallelujah. It's the love of God that's put in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's going to give us the ability to love people the way that God loves people. The Alpha generation has got, amen, they've got to conquer a dominant spirit that seems to rule the world today. There's a dominant spirit. Hallelujah. If we're not careful, it'll dominate us. Hallelujah. And that dominant spirit, amen, is the spirit of greed. We live in a, boy, y'all mighty quiet. Y'all looking at me like, boy, this is, this is, this is dumb as I've ever heard Brother Morel preach. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. If you don't have the love of God in your heart, you ain't going to go to heaven, honey. If I don't have the love of God in my heart, if I don't have that alpha kind of love, amen, that God wants us to have, praise God, then we're not going, amen, to heaven, praise God. Hallelujah. 
Amen. That dominant pattern of greed is what this generation has got to conquer. Amen. That dominant pattern of greed will make people desire more than what they need. Amen. It will create a selfishness in them. Amen. That will keep them in bondage. Praise God. To where, amen, we simply cannot house greed and charity. Hallelujah. What you need to hear this morning, amen, in this house of ours, in this temple of ours, amen, there's no room, amen, in the temple of the Lord for greed and charity. Hallelujah. One or the other is going to have to go. Hallelujah. And if the dominant spirit of greed has its way, amen, greed is going to dominate us. Amen. To the point, hallelujah, that none of us will even know, amen, how to love people. Hallelujah. How to show the love of God. Amen. Greed is a, a wicked thing. Hallelujah. But greed and charity, amen, will not, amen, survive in the same house, in the same individual, in the same family, in the, in the same church, or in any generation. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. How does God love people? Amen. How does God love people? God's love is a sacrificial love. I, I, I'm sorry. I think I misquoted, said just a minute ago, it's alpha love. I meant agape love. But agape love involves faithfulness. Somebody say faithfulness. Commitment. Somebody say commitment. And a will. Listen. Hallelujah. Agape love involves faithfulness, commitment, and a will to act on behalf of others. Or a willingness to act on behalf of others. See, we can get so self-centered, so self-focused, that we can't even see what's going on around us. Hallelujah. And that's, that's somewhere we don't need to get. That's a place that we don't need to live our lives in. Amen. Living in our own little bubble, in our own little world, with our own little problems and our own little issues. Hallelujah. Amen. God wants us to be able to look, amen, on the needs of others. Praise God. And act, amen, on the needs of others and on behalf of others. Hallelujah. Amen. It is a love that is willing to voluntarily suffer inconvenience and discomfort and even death. You remember the definition I gave you a while ago of agape love. Hallelujah. It is a love that is willing to willing to voluntarily suffer inconvenience, discomfort, and even death. Amen. And that's the love that sent Jesus to the cross. Amen. He didn't go to, to the cross for himself. Amen. Jesus went to that cross for us. Amen. That's how much he loved us to take our place. In that, amen, so that we can enjoy life and living for him. Hallelujah. Oh, and I know I'm not going to speak to the whole congregation here, but to those that know and understand what agape love is, you and I, you and I, we don't, we don't visit jails and prisons and hospitals in nursing homes and rehab centers, expecting to get paid to do those things. I'm letting that sink in just a minute. We don't visit jails and hospitals and nursing homes and rehab centers. Amen. Expecting to get paid for that stuff, do we? Amen. Should we? Should we expect to get paid to visit a hospital or nursing home or rehab center? Amen. Visit the home of somebody that is an invalid or sick or, amen, homebound or bedridden or whatever. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't go and hold the hands of those who are dying. Amen. Amen. And stand there by their bedside and hold their hands and watch them draw their last breath. Hallelujah. Amen. We, we, we don't do those things. Hallelujah. Expecting something in return. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't preach funerals. Amen. Perform weddings. Dedicate babies. Amen. Expecting, amen, to be paid for that stuff. Hallelujah. Amen. That's not, amen, who we are. That's not what we are about. Hallelujah. 
Amen. We do those things. Hallelujah. We visit nursing homes. We visit hospitals. Amen. We go hold the hands. Amen. Of those that are dying. Hallelujah. We visit jails and prisons. Amen. And the invalids that are homebound and bedridden. Hallelujah. Amen. We do it because we love people. Hallelujah. Why do we do what we do? Why do you do what you do? There's some of you in here that will look around the service today. They'll, you'll see people missing. Amen. From the house of God. Hallelujah. You'll go home and call those people and say, hey, we miss you in church today. You'll make them know that they were missed in church today. Hallelujah. Some of you will, amen, occasionally fix meals for somebody that's sick. Hallelujah. You'll go and sit with the bedridden to give a family a break so that they can get out of the house a little while. Hallelujah. Amen. You'll do those things. Why do you do those things? Why do you inconvenience yourself? Hallelujah. Amen. Why do you take your own time? Amen. And go spend your time for somebody else's benefit. I'll tell you why we do those things. I'll tell you why. Amen. Hallelujah, there's people at Higher Praise Tabernacle, amen, that do those things. Hallelujah, amen. We do it because God has put his love in our heart, amen, that agape type of love, hallelujah, amen, that don't mind the inconveniences. Hallelujah. I could go down a long list of things this morning. I could go down a list of how many times we've been, amen, on our journey, going on a vacation only to get a phone call, amen, to have to turn around, being two or three hours already, amen, on our journey, to have to turn around and come directly back home, hallelujah, because there was a need at home, amen, for us to be there, hallelujah. I could go down a list, amen, of how many times we've had to change our, amen, personal plans, hallelujah, to include. Amen. Other people, hallelujah, because they needed us. Amen. There by their side, hallelujah. I'm telling you, amen. When you're able, hallelujah, amen, to inconvenience yourself, amen, to help somebody out, then you know, then you know, you are reaching for that higher calling in God, that greater love that is only can only be found in God. When you can inconvenience yourself for somebody else. Hallelujah. I want to say to the young people that may be in here this morning, they may be all out of here, but I know we had a group of young people that's recently, amen, and uh, there may have been some adults that went with them too. I appreciate those young people that went and sat with Sister Michelle Clark a week or so ago. Hallelujah. And uh, went over and visited and prayed with her and tried to encourage her and cheer her up. Sister Michelle Clark hadn't been able to be in church in months. Hallelujah. And I appreciate those that have taken out their time, amen, to go spend a little time with her and pray with her and try to make her smile and try to help her along the journey. Hallelujah. I appreciate those in the church that don't mind the inconvenience of ministering to others, amen, in their times of trouble. See, the Bible says charity, charity suffereth long. We don't think about love, amen, as, as being something that we suffer through. Hallelujah. But sometimes, amen, hallelujah, we have to suffer through stuff. Hallelujah. We have to inconvenience our stuff, our, ourselves. Hallelujah. That we may try to be a help, try to be a word of encouragement. Amen. Try to bring a smile to somebody that hadn't smiled in a long time. Charity suffers long. Hallelujah. So there is some suffering yet. Amen. In the love of God. Hallelujah. That you and I are going to have to bear to be able to minister, to be able to help, to be able to encourage, to be able to lift people up. Hallelujah. That are down and out and needing a helping hand. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I'm telling you today. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the kind of love that we need. The Bible says charity suffers long. But it also says charity never fails. Charity never fails. Hallelujah. Oh, God. I really, 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 really do wish that we could get that revelation. 
that charity never fails. You can't go wrong loving folk. Does that make sense? We can't go wrong loving folks. You can't go wrong helping folks. You can't go wrong. You'll never go wrong lending a helping hand. You'll never go wrong, amen, hallelujah, reaching out to somebody in need. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, it never fails. It never fails. And I really, really, really do wish that we could get that revelation around here. Amen. That charity never faileth. Remember Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. Charity brings hope to the hopeless situations that people find themselves in at times. Amen. There's probably every one of us could use a little help in that area. I know I could. I know I could. I could use a little help in that area. I could do better. I could help more. Praise God. I'm just being honest with you this morning. Hallelujah. If we are honest, amen, with ourselves, we cannot count ourselves as having obtained all of the love of God that we need. We cannot, if we're honest with ourselves, hallelujah, none of us would say, I have all of the love of God in my heart that I'll ever need. No, we can't do that. But we can set our goals on pressing toward that mark of the prize of the higher calling in God. Hallelujah. We can set our goal on reaching forward and doing more and doing better. Hallelujah. And reaching out to people that we don't even know. Hallelujah. Amen. If we see that they are in need, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. You know, when you when you when you're getting bogged down in living for God, and we all been there, we've been in that bogged down place. I've been there, amen, more than one time. Hallelujah. When I felt like I was just bogged down and wouldn't get nowhere. I was stuck in the quicksand. Bogged down. Amen. Hallelujah. You get bogged down going to church. You get bogged down living for God. Amen. You get bogged down and end up just going through the motions. Hallelujah. Not really investing ourselves the way that we one time did or that we could do better at. Hallelujah. We get bogged down and, amen, and we just quit investing in other people and we quit investing in trying to help other people. Hallelujah. If you ever get bogged down, amen, here's what you need to do. You need to stop. And you need to go do something for somebody else in need. Hallelujah. If you ever get bogged down looking at your own worries and your own troubles and your own problems. Amen. You need to get your, your, your mind off of your own issues and go help somebody else. Amen. I'm telling you, if you open your eyes and look around, it won't take you long to find somebody that's got it worse than you do. And we find those people that, hey, amen, that may have it worse than we do. It ain't going to hurt us to help them some way or another. If it's just a phone call, if it's a note, a letter, a card, amen, in the mail, hallelujah. Come on, somebody, amen. We need to have, amen, that kind of love that God had for us. That we're willing to inconvenience ourselves and discomfort ourselves. We, li we love our little comfort zone, don't we? Oh, I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. I don't even know why God laid this on my heart. But God's talking to somebody and has been talking to somebody, amen, to do a little bit more. Go do something for somebody else, and then all of a sudden you'll start feeling good about yourself. You'll get out of that bogged down situation. You'll get back, amen, into that revival mode. Amen. You'll get revived in the midst of the years the way that we preached a week or so ago. Hallelujah. Amen. I understand we simply cannot rescue everybody, amen, from all of their struggles in life. Hallelujah. Listen, amen, you and I, with all of our abilities, hallelujah, we cannot, simply cannot rescue everybody. From all of their struggles in life. Never be able to do it. Never be able to do it. But we can lend a hand to help them through it. We can lend them a shoulder to cry on. We can lend them a shoulder to lean on. We can lend them an ear to listen. We can become a prayer partner with somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. And say, hey, sis, hey, brother, I'm going to. 
I'm going to help you pray. Amen. I'm going to help you pray through this thing. I'm going to help you get the help, amen, that you need from the Lord this morning. Praise God. Somebody say agape love. Amen. It's not romantic love. It's not love between friends. It's not even brotherly love. Hallelujah. Amen. Agape love is a supernatural spiritual love for mankind. Amen. That sometimes requires us to inconvenience ourselves. Amen. Break away from our routine. Hallelujah. Break away from our schedules. Amen. And share God's love with somebody else. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, one of the greatest chapters in the Word of God. Because of the last part of the last verse of Scripture, it says, but the greatest of these. It talks about faith. Hallelujah. How great is faith? How often do we preach faith? How often do we declare? Hallelujah. We've got to have faith. Amen. To move mountains. We've got to have faith. Amen. To serve God. Hallelujah. And then, amen, it talks about hope. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. Amen. That we have hope in the Lord today. But greater than faith and greater than hope, amen, is charity. The love of God. That has been shed abroad in our hearts in the Holy Ghost. We've just got to learn how to tap into it. We've got to learn how to use it. We've got to learn how to grow in it. We've got to learn how to minister through it. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And we all need some help in those areas, don't we? Hallelujah. Well, I had a few honest folks, don't we? We all need a little help in those areas. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. I want the love of God to, amen, to uh, shine through me. You know, I want the love of God to shine through this church family. I want the love of God to shine through you. Hallelujah. I want us to minister in ways, amen, that we've never ministered to people before in. Hallelujah. As a church family. I want us to see the needs of others, respond to the needs of others, inconvenience ourselves, change our schedules if we have to. Hallelujah. Do whatever we got to do. Amen. To be a help to somebody in need. Praise God. Would you close your eyes with me right now? We're going to pray together. Hallelujah, God. I believe, amen, that 1 Corinthians chapter 13 was written to us. God, I believe 1 Corinthians chapter 13 was written to Higher Praise Tabernacle, written to Brother Morrell and all of the saints of God that attend the church there at Higher Praise Tabernacle. Hallelujah. God, I believe that 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is speaking to us here today. Hallelujah. Amen. That we've got to find ways. Amen. That we've got to find ways, hallelujah, to share your love. With a lost and dying world. Amen. We got to find ways to teach. Amen. And to preach. Amen. To this new coming alpha generation. Hallelujah. That all of their gifts. And all of their education. And all of their wisdom. And all of their knowledge. Hallelujah. Is not going to benefit them at all. Unless they have that agape love in their heart. All that these generations can boast about and boast of. Hallelujah, God. It's not going to get them to heaven. It's not going to get us to heaven. Hallelujah, God, if we don't have that love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Let's lift our hands to heaven and say, God, show me. Teach me, God. I'm ready to press. I'm ready to reach. I'm ready to reach, God, to the, to, toward that mark. God, I'm ready to reach toward that mark of that prize of that higher calling. God, I'm ready to press into, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, that calling that you put on my life, God. Lord, you called me to be a minister. Lord, you called everybody in here to be a minister of some way, some shape, some form. Hallelujah, God. Somebody, everybody needs to hear me. Amen. When you got, amen, a calling from God. Amen. To, amen. To serve Him. Hallelujah. That calling includes ministering to others. 
God and try to help them to find their way to Calvary. Try to find their way to the house of God here today. Hallelujah. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want that agape love. Hallelujah. The love that can only come into my life and your life through the power of the Holy Ghost. God, I submit to the Holy Ghost this morning. I submit myself to you. I submit my spirit, God, to you. It's not my will, but your will be done. In Jesus' name, we pray here today. Hallelujah. I wonder if we could give the Lord a hand clap of praise for talking to us today. I don't know what you came to hear. But I do know what God laid on my heart to preach, and I bear, I bore my heart to you today. Let's take it, consider it, think about it, see if we can apply it some way in our lives. God bless you. Shake hands with one another. Show yourself friendly. You're dismissed in the name of Jesus. Amen.